Community Matters. Now, one hour. Powered by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. Dickman at Washington in downtown Battle Creek and shoplakeviewford.com. Thanks for being with us on Community Matters. You hear us Saturday mornings on 95.3 WBCK and anytime at battlecreekpodcast.com. If you missed something in the course of an interview or missed it entirely, you can go back there and click it at battlecreekpodcast.com and hear that information. We're talking about resources out there for folks who might need help paying their energy bill. I want to welcome Bethany Stutzman, who oversees Community Impact at the United Way of South Central Michigan. Bethany, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. This is important stuff. The statistic I read came out sometime in the fall, you know, right before we all fired up our heating systems mm-hmm. that said, hey, guess what? We're looking at mm, about 35% hike in natural gas rates in the coming winter. Now we're talking here in roughly mid to late January. We're hearing this early February. We've had some some breaks. We haven't had sub-zero temperatures, but this doesn't mean that the furnaces haven't been running. So many of us have recognized some of those hikes, uh, certainly over the last several weeks. So the question is, what is out there to help folks navigate this problem if they can't pay their energy bill. Of course, the goal here would be to avoid a shutoff. United Way has some uh, protocols as it relates to this, right? We sure do. And so like the first thing I will say is that if you find yourself past due on your bill, do not let it go into shutoff. There are organizations such as ourselves who do lots of utility assistance. And so please do not hesitate to reach out Um, That's way better than getting down to the crisis and getting a shutoff notice and getting to the point where it's really, really a crisis that something happens so that you don't get your heat shut off in the middle of winter. So absolutely. So we do utility assistance. We have funding through several different funding sources. We get funding um, through the MEAT program, which is the state of Michigan program, and we're one of nine grantees um, that get funding for utility assistance that way. We also have gift funds from both Consumers Energy and DTE, and sometimes those gift funds can be a little bit more flexible than the state funding that we have. So we've got you know an application process and those sorts of things. I'm sure we can talk through details of that. But the number one thing I will say is that, yes, absolutely, there is help available. With the rise in inflation, we are seeing higher utility bills, higher past due and arrearages than we've ever seen before. And honestly, we said that last year too, and really thought that was a result of of all the tumultuousness with COVID. And I think now it's trying to recover from that along with inflation. So we are seeing huge bills come through, um, but certainly our staff will do whatever we can, you know, within the restrictions that we have to, to assist people. Well, let's, let me just repeat what you just said. If you have a past due energy bill, do not let it eventuate to a shutoff situation. There are resources out there to help you avoid that. That's the whole point. No one uh, should be uh, stuck in a situation where uh, they're uh, in a shutoff. But I imagine you see that, right? Uh, uh, Some folks pride or whatever the reason is, they just stop and and might just not reach out, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a couple of things, right? So one thing is that we've got a bucket of people who've never had to ask for it 
assistance before. And that is not only intimidating, but also people feel bad about it. They feel embarrassed about it. So I'm here to say that you don't need to do that. And there's lots of people that are in your shoes. You're not the only one. You're not alone. There's also application processes. And sometimes just the application process in and of itself can be intimidating for people or people just aren't aware of the resources. So right, thankfully, we're here talking about this today. So people can become more aware that there are resources out there to help. Mm-hmm. Folks listening are probably hearing this as a result of being somewhere near Jackson, Lansing, Kalamazoo, Battle Creek. Uh, however, United Ways all over the country have resources like this. Is that true? Yes. In the state of Michigan, there are actually a couple different United Ways um, that are grantees that, that get the same funding that we do. Okay. Um, for us, United Way of South Central Michigan, which is absolutely that area that you're talking about, we actually serve the whole state of Michigan. It's the only thing that we do that actually goes outside of our footprint. If you're anywhere in the state of Michigan, you can reach out to us to put in an application for utility assistance. Okay. There's actually something called a program assistance center, isn't there? And, and what does that mean? Program Assistance Center is what we call our utility assistance work. So um, basically, people can reach out to our Program Assistance Center. They can either call us, and our phone number is 517-741-0202. They can go to our website, which is uwenergyhelp.org. And so they can apply for assistance via our website. They can call us and talk to our staff, and our staff can talk them through the process of that. Another piece of the application process due to the funding that we get from the state of Michigan is that people actually need to fill out a state emergency relief or SER application with the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. So they can either do that first and then come to us and fill out an application or they can come to us first and we will walk them through the whole process of everything that they need to do um, in, in order to get their all kind of all the steps that need to happen for us to work with them. And we don't just do utility assistance. So we also have what we call energy security services. And that's where we will make referrals for other needs that people might have. Maybe they're juggling lots of bills and need some food assistance or transportation assistance or workforce development or whatever those things might be. Our staff can also work with people um, to walk them through that. And then we also have some other opportunities like a Facebook group where just program participants from our program um, are in that group. And there's opportunities to win gift cards and different things like that as well. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting point that some folks uh, might not know how to navigate this or they have that uh, sense of uh, negative feeling about doing that or the idea of reaching out and doing the state form first is a little scary. So what you're saying is uh, call United Way because uh, you can help walk them through all of that. And there's no judgment in there, right? I mean, uh, exactly. folks are in a, a dire situation. They need help. Exactly. So you talked about not letting this get to a point where uh, there's a shutoff. But I imagine you see folks who are in that spot, right? They, mm-hmm. They're they finally motivated to reach out to you, or maybe they just didn't know you existed or you did this. Now the, the the lights are off, the heat is off. That raises the urgency of this. How do you handle it when the urgency is higher? Yeah, so if someone comes to us with shutoff, it really, it depends on the utility. 
Um, but we often can place holds on their account um, because they're putting in an application with us. So if they put in an application with us, then we can place holds on accounts. It gives us time to process that application where they won't get shut off in that period of time. We also provide utility assistance for people with deliverable fuels. So that's things like propane, wood, coal, pellets. So that's a completely different situation, right? Because if someone is down to their last little bit of propane, they absolutely need that delivery right away. And we can't put holds on their accounts right in those situations because we need somebody out there delivering it. Mm -hmm. So in those sorts of cases, we will work with people as quickly as we can work with DHHS, the Department of Health and Human Services, as much as we can get, to get that application processed through so we can get that fuel delivered as quickly as possible. So it really depends on what that person's situation is. But absolutely, um, when people put in applications with us, we can work with the utility companies. They are used to working with us and often can either put holds on people's accounts, get people turned back on while we're processing the application, those sorts of things. Uh, you anticipated my next question. If we use the the utility example if someone has waited too long it's now off your hold and and your intervention can facilitate turning that back on while the application is going through sure the process can. yeah we don't want to get to that point right that's more pressure on everybody but absolutely do we experience that on a regular basis we sure do and we do everything we can within the confines of our capabilities to get people turned on as quickly as possible. I'll also mention it. You know, I said earlier that we've been seeing bigger arrearages, bigger bills than we've ever seen before. We're also experiencing a gigantic application volume. It is taking longer to get people processed through because we only have you know, so many staff. So we are we are absolutely working to provide the best customer service we possibly can and to work with people. Um, and we are also completely slammed because of all the situations that we've been talking about. Man, I don't doubt that. You talk about this increased demand. It's unprecedented, all of that. Do you raise your hand in the middle of all that and say to your bosses, can we get some more money here? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, this, this puts stress on the whole system, doesn't it? It does. It does. There's advocacy at the state level for more utility assistance. So we have federal funds that come in for utility assistance. We have state funds that come in. Um, and I mentioned before that we get some gift funding from Consumers Energy and DTE as well. To answer your question, yes, absolutely, we do that advocacy. One of the, the good things about the various services that we offer is we actually have multiple different utility assistance programs that people can utilize. Okay. Um, so I'd love to talk a little bit more about the different programming that we have. Let's do it. So, Leah, make those distinctions, if you would. Absolutely. So for um, a couple of the bigger utility companies, which would be uh, DTE, Consumers Energy, Semco, and Upco, we have what we call affordable payment plans. If someone is eligible for that plan, whatever past due balance they have is frozen upon entry into the program. Okay. And then every month, the program pays a portion of their bill and the, and the individual pays a portion of their bill. So it's kind of cost sharing, for lack of a better word. Okay. Um, and as people consistently make their payments every month, one, it's a two-year program, one twenty-fourth of their arrearage, their past due balance is, is forgiven every month. 
So when they get to end the end of that two-year program, as they've made all of their payments, the program has made the other portion of their payments, and then they have a zero path due balance so they can start over fresh when they graduate from the program. So that is a really fabulous program um, that helps offset people's monthly bills, but then they're also paying a portion every month and hopefully gets them through some rough times of maybe, you know, having cash inflow kind of up and down and things like that, where they don't have to pay their whole bill. Um, so that's one of them. We're actually piloting a new program this year um, with consumers energy customers called the percentage of income pilot program. That program is similar to that regular affordable payment plan that I was just telling you about, except for the person, the individual pays a percentage of their income every month towards their bill. Nice. And then the, the, the program pays the rest of their bill. And then similar with the other eight affordable payment plan I just described, their past due balance gets forgiven over that two-year period as well. Nice. So there's those. And then we also do one-time assist. Now, one-time assist is what we do for all of our deliverable fuel. So that's the propane, the coal, the wood, the pallets, those, those um, different types of fuel that I was talking about earlier. And then there are other companies, other lots and lots of other utility companies that don't participate with that affordable payment plan. And for all of those companies, we also do one-time assist, which basically means um, for whatever amount that they're eligible for, we'll pay that amount onto their bill, get them turned back on, get them, you know, back up and up as far as their, their past due balance or, you know, get them a new propane fill or a new wood delivery or whatever that might look like. And, and that buys them some time to figure out the next time this comes around. Exactly. Yeah. Well, think about this now. If you're in this position and you have a past due balance and you're at a shutoff point, that means you've had a few past due balances that get to that shutoff point. And there's a period of time that goes by. If that isn't addressed somehow, you just start over again. And then mm -hmm. the the problem persists, I presume. So addressing the past due issue as well as the current issue is important. Otherwise, this just compounds. So this has exactly. to be, yeah, this has to be a uh, an all-encompassing look at, at the situation. And that's one of the reasons why we love the affordable payment plans, because right. it does give people an opportunity to get their past due balances paid off, give them an opportunity to be budgeting on a regular basis for their portion of the bill, but they are not responsible for the full portion of the bill. When clients come to us, we talk them through what their different options are, and they do get to select which one they feel is best for them. So we do not decide that for them. It may be they're not eligible for a particular pro program for one reason or another, but whatever programs they are eligible for, we'll certainly you know explain that to them and they'll get to select. But that does kind of help balance things out a bit and get rid of their past due balance by the end of the program. Yeah. So let's talk about the eligibility part, Bethany, you have to determine a person's status overall to try to figure out what kind of help they're eligible for. Exactly. So for the majority of the funding that we have, people have to be approved through an SCR that we already talked about through the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, they get utility assistance through the state of Michigan through that process. And then if they need more utility assistance, we can then help them after they've been approved for the year. So it's actually two different funding sources that they're getting that utility assistance through. Um, but basically, people need to be 150% of the federal poverty level, which is a relatively low um, amount. But they're basically processed through the Department of Health and Human Services system to determine whether or not they're eligible for that program. You do have to be past due, but you do not have to be in shutoff. And it used to be 
10 plus years ago, you actually had to be shut off before you could access that utility assistance. And it is not that way anymore, but not everybody knows that. So I think that's a really good point for people to take away is that you do not have to be in shut off. You have to be passed to do. So those are a couple of the eligibility requirements for the funding that we get from the state of Michigan. We can actually help people um, with a little bit higher incomes with the gift funding we have through Consumers Energy. So unfortunately, it is just for Consumers Energy customers, but we actually have a ton of clients who are consumers energy customers and we can help people with higher incomes um, with those gift funds that we have um, super appreciative to consumers energy for providing those so at united way you may have heard the term alice asset limited income constrained employed so those are people who are working two three jobs working lots and lots of hours, but still aren't making enough to get by or to meet all of their bills, or maybe they're one crisis away from being back into a poverty level position because if their car breaks down or they lose their job or whatever that situation might be. Having those gift funds available really lets us help a bigger percentage of that Alice population as well. Once again, if you're taking away anything from this discussion, it is that you should not wait until your uh, utilities are off to seek assistance. As Bethany said, that's yesterday's news. Uh, Today's news is we're trying to avoid those situations, as you might imagine. Once you cross that threshold, now there's a whole other urgency that's that's about that. If if you can avoid that, then that's uh, the best thing. So that's the overarching theme that we can present to you here today is uh, don't wait if you're past due and you don't know how you're going to clear that hurdle. Now's the time to reach out to the United Way and uh, ask for that assistance and begin that process of of being assisted in uh, in qualifying for that, which, as Bethany has said, might take a little bit of time. So uh, don't wait. Take care of that. Why don't you, uh, if you would, Bethany, repeat that phone number and uh, also that website once again so folks can... Uh, can get that down. And we'll also include it in the show notes, by the way, for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com so that uh, you can go there and find it. But go ahead and tell us that number and website again. Absolutely. Thank you. So the phone number is 517-741-0202. And I think the thing to know about, because sometimes people hear United Way, and there are actually lots of United Ways across the state of Michigan. And so this is the number you want to call Um, because this is specifically for our program assistance center that does this utility assistance. So again, that's 517-741-0202, or you can apply online, and there's also additional information online, and that web address is UW, for United Way, uwenergyhelp.org. uwenergyhelp.org, or 517-741-0202. You got it. Bethany Stutzman, thank you very much for sharing this from the United Way. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Breaking news about the information you've just heard from the United Way. Since this interview was recorded, the Program Assistance Center has received so many applications that they've had to pause the process. They'll reopen it if there's enough funding left or new funding is available. That shows how critical the need is. You can keep track of when that process reopens by looking at that same website Bethany mentioned, uwenergyhelp.org, uwenergyhelp.org. 